G'day friends, welcome back. Nomadland is directed by Chloe Zhao and it stars Francis McDormand and David Strathairn. Strath... Strath... I can't say a name. Sorry mate. Uh, David Strathairn. I think that's how it's pronounced. Apologies. Um, And it won Best Picture this year. And it's really, really good. It actually... Didn't just win Best Picture, Chloe Zhao won Best Director, she's only the second woman to ever do so, and Frances McDormand won Best Actress um, for the third time, which puts her in very rare company. Um, this is a really interesting, unique little movie, and it is an utter delight to watch. It's a little bit jarring because it is very much a mix between a documentary and a drama. It is, it is almost on its own uh, a subgenre of film. Um, I don't know what you would call it, but it is a very, very unique movie, and I'm excited to tell you about it. So let's get into it. <laughs> Frances McDormand plays Fern, who is a woman in her 60s, um, whose husband has just died, and she's just lost her job. They lived in a town called Empire, which in which um, the town's entire existence was built around industry. And the film's set in 2011, so this is not long after the global financial crisis. Um, the, I believe it was coal that the town mined, the mine shut down and the town literally shut down and was basically, not basically, it was completely abandoned. There was no, um, there was nothing to support its existence. So everyone moved out. Um, her husband got sick and passed away. So what she does with her life now is she's a nomad. She lives in a van and she just drives around picking up odd jobs for periods of time and just existing. And that's basically what the whole movie is. The movie doesn't have like, you know, this really in-depth story arc where she, you know, encounters a big problem or there's a villain and she has to overcome it to achieve something. No, it's just Frances McDormand getting around in a van, driving around, um, the, the American countryside and just it, I don't know, like it just seems to cover quite comprehensively the lifestyle that these very real people live. And that's something interesting. Apart from McDormand, 
and Strathan. Um, there are no other known actors in the film. Uh, most of the rest of the cast are real-life nomads, which is really, really cool. And that's where that sort of element of documentary-style filming comes into it, because although the the script is it like it is a scripted film everything's written um the stories that some of the nomads give are not real like one of them passes away in the film and she is still alive in real life um but like they have this authenticity that you unless you're Francis McDormand you cannot fake they look like real people they talk like real people like They've got their vans that look real. They, like, talk about, like, real issues, like what size bucket to take a shit in, like, all all this sort of stuff. And it does feel like a documentary with just, like, this... You know, in a documentary when they do, like, a reenactment? That's what this feels like. It's like a documentary with one real actor put in there. It's really, really interesting. I've never seen a movie like this before. It's It's a fascinating topic to cover. It's really, really interesting to me. And the movie is beautiful. It is absolutely stunning. First of all, just to look at. The cinematography is amazing. The what it shows of like it's it's a lot of the sort of the um the western side of America, like the Arizona and Nevada deserts and a bit of California, all that stuff. Um it's absolutely stunning. And like, apart from looking beautiful, the, the whole point of the movie and the many messages and the many topics it's covering are really important and really touching as well. Like, it, it's, it's, it's touching on a lot of things. The film, it's like talking about retirement. It's talking about, like, life. It's talking about what we do with our time. It's talking about, like, people talking about what we value materially more materialism um capitalism it's 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 for a very like on the surface simple movie it covers a whole lot which kind of makes sense if you think about it because like in your day-to-day life you like you you You'll do a lot of things in like a standard day. There's a lot of aspects to your life in one day. So following Fern, just going by, going about her existence, you would cover a lot of topics. And like, there's a lot of things talked about, like why the nomads do adopt this lifestyle. There's a lot of different reasons. Some of them, it's like a longing. They have this draw of nature, of adventure, they're just not interested in living the, you know, the domestic metro lifestyle, which is totally understandable. Some of them, it's a financial thing. Some of them, they don't have enough money to exist for the rest of their lives. Some of the, a lot of them are sort of in that 60s age bracket and they're either being forced to retire or they're retiring with not enough money to live out their days. So... They go and live cheaply in a van and see the country and meet 
remarkable, like-minded people. Um, it, it's an interesting commentary on the the state of um, retirement or retirees in America. Um, like for a lot of them, social social security, which is their like retirement fund. Um, different countries call it different things, but for them, it's it, like it's not. I don't know it super well, but it's not perfect, and it's not enough for lots of people. Like some of the women in this film, there's one who talks about how she's worked since she was like twelve, and she only had she had less than a thousand dollars in her social security by the time she retired. Now, it obviously depends on what kind of career you have and how steady your employment, whatever, but, like, the fact that that plus a pension is not enough for people to live off, even without partners or dependents, is a sad state of affairs. So it's really interesting the number of people this movie makes clear are adopting this sort of lifestyle. And it's the lifestyle itself is super interesting because... Like, basically, what we see Fern do is just drive around, just wherever she feels like going, drive to one caravan park, stay there, go somewhere else. She works at Amazon during a period of the year, and it seems to be, like, a thing that lots of the nomads do. It's it's an annual, it's, like, around the Christmas period, um, an annual pilgrimage that they all sort of make to work at this big Amazon factory where they just package up items and send them through the post. Which I think is really interesting. Um, and then she goes to this like nomad convention, which is just at like a campsite in the desert. And they all talk about their shit. And, and then she meets Dave, which is David Strathairn's character. I've got to, I come, I'm not going to talk about him a lot because I can't say his name. Um, and he, they, they sort of just cross paths a couple of times and then. You know, he sort of has a bit of a crush on her and they talk a bit and he says that his son is having a baby, so he's going to be a granddad. And he's a little bit estranged from his family because of his lifestyle, but he wants to reconnect because of this grandchild coming in. So he he's from the, it's never said, but you can sort of tell by the look of um, the scenery when they're driving there that he's from the sort of San Francisco um, sort of coastal area, um, that sort of big Sur National Park region, if you're familiar with that, and so he goes back to his family home, and he invites her, and she goes as well, and it's this big, beautiful house with all these big rooms, and he's got this big, gorgeous family, and there's farm animals, and dogs, and grandchildren, and husband and wives, and everyone's really nice to her, and like, everyone's just friendly and kind and they're not judgmental about their lifestyles and all of that and it's lovely and David offers for her to stay there they got a spare room said like I'm going to stay here you can stay here as well if you want like it's lovely and she does what she does about four times throughout the film she rejects the offer there are several people there's a lady that owns a truck stop. There's Fern's sister. 
there's a bunch of people who say, hey, oh, there's a um, a parent of a kid that she used to teach. She was a, she was a substitute teacher. There's a parent. There's a ton of people who offer her a bed or you know a way to like get access to a bed, somewhere to sleep, a room, a roof, whatever. And every single time she says, no, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm fine. And it's super, super interesting because the way that most people live now in 2021, you could not imagine that lifestyle being permanent. Like you go camping and it's fun, but like living out of a van forever indefinitely is a hard thing to picture. How would you manage that? Right, and, and the other people that she interacts with can't imagine it. And they think that she needs help. They think that she's homeless. And she says at one point, I'm not homeless, I'm houseless, which is cool. Um, but, but the van is all she needs and it's all she wants. And Frances Victor, this is easily, I'm not kidding here, this is easily her best performance. She's brilliant in Fargo. Brilliant in three billboards, brilliant in lots of things. This is one of the most nuanced performances I've ever seen in my life. It is a masterpiece in acting. Like, she's she's conveying so many different emotions at the same time. About so many different things without saying a single word. Right? She... Frances McDormand's face, the way she can manipulate it, like, it, it is... One of the best actors ever at doing this is Ian McKellen. He's really, really, really good at it. His, his eyes, his, his facial expressions, he understands so well what he is conveying with his face. And McDormand understands that as well. There are many, many times, it's, it's quite regular, where the look on her face, especially when she's by herself if she's driving or walking or just chilling out somewhere, she looks just a little bit sad. Just a little bit, like, flat. A little bit, you know, she just looks a little bit sad. And your instinct is to sort of think that, oh, gee, she's not happy because of how she's living. She doesn't have a nice bed to sleep in. She doesn't have a, a home to go back to and relax in. You know, she's constantly worried about getting a flat tire or breaking down or, you know, where's she going to get money to buy food or whatever. But that's not what has her down ever, ever. She's sad because she lost her livelihood. Her husband passed away. She doesn't have any kids. She misses her home. Like she talks, she laments the loss of that home. She talks about the beautiful view they had from their backyard, all of that. She's She misses that stuff. And like I think it's interesting when she talks about that, she doesn't miss the house. She misses the view that they had of the mountains out of their backyard across the desert, which is interesting. Um, she... It, it is absolutely without question, that she's very, very happy with that lifestyle. You can see that when she is talking to people. Frances McDormand, like, she's a fucking actor 
very famous actor, and she, like this movie is being built around all these regular people that she's interacting with at these caravan parks and such, and she just walks up and she says, hey fellas, how you going? Walks along, you know, hi guys, how you doing? You know, such, such and such, and well, people are selling some of their just, well they're not selling, they're just giving away some of their junk that they don't want anymore. People come along, they look at it, and oh, yeah, I'll take this, this is cool. Yeah, thanks. I'll take this, you know, lighter, I'll take this chopping board, whatever. And it just seems so real. And there's a word that I'm looking for. It's like a combination of real and, like, moving and, like, it, it makes you feel good and bad at the same time because... Like, some of them, they're in that situation not because they wanted to and they're just making the best of it. And it's, you know, it's sad that some people's lives end that way. It's, you know, some people, they want to be there and that's cool, that's fine. Um, but some of them are forced there by financial hardship, which is a shame. You shouldn't be spending your last years, you know, being stressed about money, that's for sure. Um... But yeah, most of them very rarely are. The only time that Fern is sort of has a money problem is when her van breaks down. She has to get it fixed. Um, she asks her sister for some money. She goes and visits her. And there's this really interesting sequence where they're having a butt. Like, her sister is like the epitome of, like, suburban living, right? have got this very normal, upper-middle-class-looking house. They're having a barbecue with some of their friends, and Fern's talking to them, and she's defending her lifestyle and all that sort of stuff, and yada, yada, yada. But, like, you can... Like, Fern... It's really interesting. Like, she goes to see her just because she needs a bit of money, and, you know, she does love her sister. She's not a bitter or spot... Excuse me, or a spiteful person. But she has just a little bit of disdain for them. Just a tiny little bit. She speaks with a bit of sarcasm. She's a little bit snippy. Like, she is not... When she's talking to the nomads, or when she's just talking to regular people, she's bubbly and open and friendly and just bright. But when she when she goes and sees them, she's just, like, a little bit, like, and just, like, a bit sarcastic, bit, like snappy, just little things like that, just because she, she doesn't resent them, she just, like, she knows that they judge her, and she, she doesn't like that people don't accept or understand the nomad lifestyle, but what this movie is trying to show is that it is beautiful. The way that these people live. Every single person in the movie is delightful. There's a, there's, a, there's a couple of women that she spends a lot of time with who are older ladies. They're even older than her. They're probably in their 70s. And they are just charming, as you could imagine. They, they help her out. They've got good advice. They explain how they got to where they are, how happy they are with it. There's one lady who... I think it's Swanky, I think that's her name. She has cancer and she's going to die. And she talks about, like, all the amazing stuff she's done in her life. Like, she talks about kayaking on this river with the crystal clear water and all these 
birds hatching on a cliff face and it being reflected in the water as they fly around. Like, their perspective is, like, I'm really jealous of how these people see the world. Especially the the ones that have been doing it for longer because they don't they don't think about the concrete and the you know the buildings or any of that. They just see trees and animals and rocks and all the and like the part of America that it's in is stunning. It's a beautiful area. Even the deserts, like it is a really really nice place. Um, yeah, they just have this beautiful view about everything. And although there is this, like, slightly melancholy tone to the whole film, it's it's not going for that at all. It's... I think it's trying to make you think. I think it's trying to make you think about how you're feeling. Because when I watched it, I, like, I felt just a little bit sad. Nothing sad happens, but you feel a little bit sad. And I think the point of it is that you need to think about why you're feeling sad. There's no reason to. Nothing sad has happened. Yeah, her husband passed away, but we haven't seen that. Right? The only part where she cries about it is at the very beginning when she has this um this storage shed and she's cl- collecting some of his belongings. That's the only time that she cries. Only time. Um. So yeah, I think that's the that's the reason. Like. The, the first 20 minutes of the movie, there is not one beat, note, whatever, of music. Nothing. I think it's about 17 and a half minutes in that we get the first piece of music. Because Zhao is just letting you soak it in a bit. Just understand the lifestyle, understand what's, like, what Fern is as a character. Just really soak it in. Get to a specific emotional place. And then let's contemplate it, right? It, it's, I've just watched it a couple of times, but I think every time you watch it, you will have a different response. There will be something like that you can't control that you're going to feel about this movie. It's going to be different every time. It'll be different for every person. Like, it depends how you feel about that sort of lifestyle, whether you envy it, whether you think it's stupid, whatever, it's going to be different. And it's a really, really special thing to have created something that's going to be different every time you experience it. I cannot give this movie enough praise. It's on Disney+, Plus, so if you want to go have a look at it, it's very accessible. Um, and yeah, I recommend it very highly. McDormand is... Like, this is a very, very special performance. This is, like, it's a super unique movie, and she does it all the justice imaginable with her performance. It is quite remarkable what she's able to do. All right, that'll do for this one, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Melbourne is now nearly halfway through what, at this stage, is going to be a two-week lockdown. Hopefully that is all that it is. Um, If you're in Melbourne or if you're anywhere else in the world that's not going too red hot, I hope you're okay. Just sort of look after each other. It's all we can do at the moment. Every like not everyone, but most people are doing it rough, and that's just the way it is. We just got to make the most of it, which is one of the things that this movie sort of talks about. You you might be in a rough situation, but it's all about your 
outlook. It's about your mindset, which I think is really cool. All right, I will catch you guys next time. Bye.